0: Everybody and welcome to east coast office hours the fanbite podcast where it's just me and danielle and we talk about things on friday <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> how are you
1: good this is like a really exhausting week but like a pretty productive week so i'm i'll take it you know i'll take that
0: yeah yeah it's the international day for biological diversity i saw that <laughs> According to the website that we use to sync up our podcast recordings, <laughs> time dot is yeah.
1: I, um, I biological diversity is great. I feel like I don't have uh, all that much of it in my life right now, sadly. Like, I- I'm not going outside <laughs> that
0: much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I suppose I have uh, feline life and canine life and human life in my house, which is nice. Well, that's
0: that's a pretty broad representation well they're all mammals i guess yeah it's like probably like a tiny if you look at like the tree of life and how it's like (laughs) mammals are like a little (laughs) tiny part and then it's like all insects is like 90 percent of it
1: yeah i mean there are some insects here too i I live
0: in an old brooklyn apartment so we've got a little bit of that as well we've we've got some insects here too
1: they're very annoying but my cats do love to kill them which i guess gives them some like play diversity you know like it's not just each other or like toy mice like they also kill the occasional bug so my cat my cat
0: doesn't kill bugs (laughs) no mona's not not about that life no she doesn't chase or kill anything like sometimes she'll like just like i don't know like bat at them like if she sees one she'll like maybe like try and like put her paw on it but like she never tries to kill them she just like (laughs) will like touch it and then like I don't know what her deal is. She's like a very nervous cat. I think.
1: Oh, she's a lover, not a fighter, and that's okay.
0: She's more of a napper than either of those things. (laughs) I mean, she's a snoozer.
1: She's a snoozer, but not a loser because she's beautiful. So yeah,
0: and
1: and very sweet. (laughs) She is. I feel like this is a a a batshit thing to say, but I'm going to say it. Uh, and you they, can tell uh, me if you feel the same way I'm constantly telling my cats that they're pretty and then feeling like oh am I a bad parent if all I all I tell my child <laughs> is, is like about their attractiveness and then so I'll be like but you're also really fierce like I'll add like uh-huh. other things because I'm like no I can't have my daughters again I, I fully of accept course, this is a batshit fucking thing no, uh, no, I don't no, no, actually no. think my cats are my daughters like just to be clear but That's the relationship we have. They're like my little kids because I spoil the shit out of them. And my dog, too. Like, same exact thing. So I will always be like, you're so pretty, but you're also really fierce. You're a good hunter. Like, I have to, like, Mm -hmm. boost their self-esteem in other ways because it's not just about
0: looks. Sure, yeah. What I'll do. uh, You're like, oh, this sounds crazy, but I'm going to tell you a thing that I do sometimes, which is... Uh, when Mona is just like being really sweet and just like butting her head against me or whatever else be like oh my god I love you you're so sweet and then I'm like but I love you even when you're not sweet and you don't have to be sweet all the time (laughs) because I don't want you to think that my loving you is contingent on on like your mood or behavior on any particular day and then I'm like this is a cat you're talking to but (laughs) you know it's good practice
1: (laughs) That's what it is. It's like good practice. I mean, like I have definitely thought of like having my pets as like practice if I have a kid one day for sure. Like mm-hmm. uh, this is like training wheels. Like yeah,
0: cats are practice dogs and dogs are practice babies.
1: Exactly. That's how the order works. Exactly. Yes. And my dog is like a very like special boy. He needs a lot of extra. So I'm kind of like, oh, so he's even more advanced of a model like towards mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say an even more batshit thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very sorry. We're starting out with the real shit here. Okay, there's an episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, mm-hmm. where I've been watching a lot of Star Trek, but not this episode. So whatever. Where like three aliens pretend to be various things to like experience human emotions, and one okay. is like a glutton and he wants to eat all the time, and he like hangs out with Counselor Troy and like wants chocolate all the time. One wants to understand what anger feels like, so he, like, tries to piss off Worf. And one wants to know what love is like, so uh, they, like, take the form of a beautiful woman and kidnap Captain Picard and try to, like, make him love her. And I have this wild, this is not a thing I actually think. But I constantly tell myself that, like, oh, my dog is an advanced alien who just wants to understand, <laughs> like, who wants to, like, test the concept of empathy and, like, kindness and patience in humans. Yeah. So he has, like, taken the form of this extremely needy dog who, like, really has trouble with a lot of basic things. And, like, one day, you know, when Drake is ready to shed his mortal coil, he, like, he'll show his true form. It'll be this, like, very you know, beautiful alien beam of light that is like, thank you,
0: you have passed our test. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, which one is, is it Allegiance? Is that it?
1: Maybe, I, I really haven't seen this actual episode in like, since I last watched, you know, a full rewatch of TNG, which was probably like eight years ago, maybe like seven years ago. I just, it always stuck in my head is like, what if things are actually testing us and not really, again, like, I don't think this is reality in any fashion, but like, it's a fun thought experiment, basically. Like, every every time I'm mean to him, it's like, oh no, I have to remember the empathy alien. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, yeah, they like kidnap, Um. they like kidnap him or something, and then they replace him. And like, him put him in like
1: a weird log cabin- or something at like with this this very weird woman who's just like gorgeous but also like really weird and needy, and like, no, you don't need your ship, stay with me and like maybe it's it's a different weird one. maybe they replace him with somebody else like for a, a short time, and then like none of the crew knows that these people okay. are like testing the emotions it's like it's like they just think that their host. Uh, to the, like, it's like a diplomatic mission or something. The one that and I'm just, thinking like, of hosts. is
0: the one where he's, like, locked in this cell with, like, some other people, and uh, they replace Picard with, like, a copy.
1: Oh, yeah. Because they're,
0: like, they don't have the concept of leadership in their society, and so they're, like, trying to, like... they
1: want to understand it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's maybe a different one.
1: That one is where the famous speech that, like, begins the Picard song is from. Because oh, really? he's like he's like joy joyous and jolly and like leads a drinking song like in the <laughs> in the show and that's how people know like what the fuck is up with Picard like because Picard until the oh, final yeah. episode of TNG has like some distance and like that's why the final scene of Next Generation is like him going to the card game and being like I should have done this years ago because he's like a little more distant from his crew and so everybody's like what the fuck what is he doing he's like singing drinking songs like in ten forward like yeah
0: oh Heart of Oak. Yeah, that's it's
1: really good. Yeah, <laughs> here's to the best crew in Starfleet yeah. or whatever he says. Like <laughs> the best ship and the best crew. Oh, uh, it's really good. It's some good God. shit. God, yeah. we talk about Star Trek a lot on this show. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> it's just something I've been doing a lot lately. I joined a, a viewing party on Thursday night. Oh, a Star Trek watch party where we like, dis- we get on a Zoom chat, we discuss. Like, why the people who are, like, leading this chose a particular episode and do, like, a little bit of backstory. And then we watch the episode in a Netflix party. And then we do, like, in post-chat. And uh, last night, we watched the Deep Space Nine episode where they go back to Kirk's time and deal with the tribbles. Which,
0: mm. that's a classic. That's a banger from DS9. Like, yeah, because they all have, then they all get, like, the old uniforms. Yes! And Dax is, like, wearing, like, the weird skirt thing. And with like, yeah. has, like, ridiculous hair. It's so good. She looks amazing. She in looks it. so good. Oh my gosh. She's yeah. so fucking hot. She,
1: she's so hot and she's so horny in this episode, which I kind of forgot. <laughs> like watching it again and again. Like I watched DS9 like as an adult. Like I was it was like in my like late 20s when I watched all of DS9 like I watched that one later on Voyager I watched contemporarily like and then watched it later on again but DS9 I only came to as an adult so like I don't know why Mm -hmm. I didn't remember it but she is like horny for Spock which is amazing she's like damn I forgot how handsome he was like she's just like (laughs) thirsting and then she talks about McCoy and she's like he had surgeon's hands like she's so fucking oh horny in her little skirt and like having the time of her life it's that, that so episode's fun. so
0: funny because they're just using archival footage of yeah. like because the, they just cut from like like yeah. the the actual cast to like you know archival footage of that episode of yep. <laughs> uh, the original series and then like because klingons in the original series were just like like red guys kind of
1: dudes in like shitty makeup yeah yeah
0: like Worf goes back with them and they're like wait why are those Klingons like that and Worf's like we do not speak about it Uh, (laughs) yeah and then like later on I think uh was it Enterprise that like retconned oh there was like a virus that made the Klingons look different yeah that's why they look like this now it's not because we just didn't have the technology to make them look like this and then now in discovery they look like different still
1: oh really i like they do they look radically different in discovery i've only seen the first season of discovery which i need to fix because i actually liked it kind of a lot i know a lot of people were super
0: mixed I've on heard it good things i don't know i've heard yeah. good things it sounds like interesting it sounds like different which it uh... is different
1: it's super different but different in a really appealing way i think because like enterprise was kind of like bush era trek which is weird to think about yeah. um and i didn't watch much of it to be honest so i, I kind of want to go back to that one as well but then discovery actually feels like very a very different approach like a very
0: uh, right did we talk about this, this on the show because like discovery came out around the same time as that seth mcfarland show the orville
1: oh yeah true which- true
0: I thought was fucking awful. I only watched like one or two episodes, but then I was also listening to a podcast that a couple of my friends did called the Orville will be (laughs) canceled. And that show just sounded so fucking awful. And basically the, the problem was like, it's not a satire. Like it's not like we're going to, it's not like galaxy quest. Right. Which is like like a good movie about star Trek. Uh, It's like, he just wanted TNG, but with like fart jokes Oh, like, he just wanted more TNG. And, like, it came out at the same time as Discovery. And I think a lot of Star Trek fans were like, Discovery's not Star Trek. It's different. We want more TNG. And, like, yeah. Orville kind of is that, except very stupid and yeah. only... Refer- it's like, Star Trek only references, like, culture from, like, you know, classical music and stuff. Right. The Orville <laughs> only only references pop culture from, like, the 2000s. Because that's no, the terrible. only era that Seth MacFarlane is, like, familiar with. Yeah. So oh, that like sucks. Yeah, Ugh. the episode that I watched was like was truly bad, and uh, I felt awful for some of the people who are um, who are on that. Because what's her name? Who plays uh, Cisco's girlfriend? Oh, um, she's in it. Yeah, um, she's. I'm pretty sure she's on it. What's her name? Um. um oh, Penny. See. Uh, Penny Johnson Gerald.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great in DSM. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, she's great. Yeah, she's been on a bunch of other stuff, too. She was on 24. She was on Castle. Um, But, yeah, she's the doctor in the Orville, and I feel so bad for her, because she's, like, just having to, like, riff with, like, fucking Norm Macdonald as, like, a horny slime man. Oh, my God. And, like, and fucking Seth MacFarlane. It's just... It's just not great. and
1: um, uh, That's yeah. so frustrating. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I'm even also so, like, ready to, like, watch any sci-fi that I feel like I probably could easily have been, like, in that audience of, like, well, it's not great, but it's science fiction. Like... I'll, I, that's one of my weaknesses. Like if it's sci-fi, I'll probably watch it even if it kind of sucks. Like I'm, the, I'm that way with horror too. Um, but yeah, man. I also have enough Star Trek to last me a lifetime, so I'll be fine. I'll be all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I'm noticing that the second season got a much better review, which okay. uh, is buck wild to me. Yeah. Um, and also apparently the uh, like audience like ratings were like pretty good, okay. um, but like it was so discovery and the Orville. Discovery critics ratings were pretty good, audience ratings were not great, and it was huh. the inverse for sure uh, for the Orville. And I don't know, people. You know, people voted for the Nazis, so like you can't trust yeah. people. Essentially, yeah. Frankly, yeah. <laughs> frankly, people are bad. Um. And it's just like I think it was people who, not to say that like not to dismiss people's tastes, but I think what it was was that people wanted more TNG and also like people yeah. like Family Guy and yeah, that's kind of it was sort of like a marriage of those two shows. Ah,
1: <sighs> man, yeah. I mean, like I'm not I'm not completely clean in this. Like when I was in college, I watched all the bad things. Like I I did. Like what? I watched Family Guy. <laughs> like. In college listen we watched all watched family guy like i did we I all did. watched, watched the things. things yeah it's true it's
0: true but it's at true. some point you i don't know realize that well maybe you don't i don't know whatever so Seth MacFarlane isn't even involved in family guy anymore i don't think oh really yeah
1: I, is it still on i mean like i haven't seen oh, it in yeah like 15 it's years
0: definitely still on
1: oh boy uh
0: how many episodes of family guy do you think there are
1: Okay, if it's still on. It had three seasons originally. I remember that, like, that's what I watched in college were the, like, 90s and early 2000s ones. And then it came back, like, I want to say 2005. So that's, like, 15 years. Mm -hmm. God, how many episodes are in an animated series? 20? Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, say there were, like, 60 episodes originally, and then from 2005 to 2020... I'm going to guess there's like between 250 and 275. More. Holy shit. <laughs> there are between 300 and 325.
0: More. There are between 350 and 400. Actually fewer. It's 349.
1: Holy Jesus God.
0: Well, there, yeah, there are 18 seasons of Family Guy okay family guy that's the one thing
1: i got right it was the number of seasons i guess and i just can't do numbers beyond that but wow family
0: guy debuted in 1999 yeah family guy is 20 years old yeah wow fuck (laughs) family guy is 20 years old oh wow
1: and you wonder why certain like beautiful beloved creations can't get a chance, and then there are things like this that are, oh, fuck. Again, I liked it when I was young. I did. I thought it was funny when I was eighteen years old. I did.
0: Yeah, not gonna lie.
1: It. I am not. I cannot throw stones from my glass house. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but fuck. All right, maybe, maybe there's a case to watch the second season of The Orville. If it says, if, if, like, smart people have said it got way better.
0: Mm. Uh, I don't it? know if they're smart people.
1: Oh, I thought you said, like, critic reception went up in the second it, it season.
0: It went up a little bit. I don't know Oh, if a it's... little. Okay, never
1: mind. Yeah, never, never mind. We're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, I do need to watch more Discovery, though, because I genuinely really, really liked the first season. I thought it was pretty fucking good. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, different in a lot of ways. Like, it almost sort of, like, weirdly feels in character with the original series, but much more introspective and, uh, you know, serialized. So there's that, like, kind of wildness. From the original series that like wild west kind of feeling wild west in space kind of feeling but with really much more interesting sort of political uh, thought and depth to it so yeah and it Mm -hmm. also had the first actual main characters that were queer which like Jesus fucking Christ it took till 2018 uh, for that which is like batshit there were those like very special episodes in each series that were like about queer issues But never, like, a main character uh, who was, like, basically allowed to be gay in any way. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry, I could talk about Star Trek for 10 hours, and maybe I will one day. But uh, this is not that podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about cool things we did that week as well. So what was something that, like, you worked on this week that you really enjoyed?
0: God, what did I do this week?
1: Um, Can I mention something you did that I thought was amazing? Uh
0: oh, yeah. Uh oh. No, this was
1: uh-oh. great. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I really, really liked your stream with John, where you learned about the baseball. Oh yeah,
0: I learned about the baseball game. Yeah, it was very
1: fun. You led the PP boys. The
0: <laughs> the P <P-Bo- laughs> boys. Sorry, please the P boys. Oh,
1: uh, excuse me, excuse me. It's the P boys.
0: Their uniform <laughs> does say PP boys, boys. Um, but it is just the P boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got super mega baseball three because I'm, you know, trying to branch out a little bit. I have the games that I like, which are like games where numbers go up. And, um, (laughs) actually, yeah, that's one thing. Uh, I'll just do a brief diversion. Then we can talk about baseball. Um, we rebranded the destiny podcast as numbers go up and now it's kind of just like a, uh, it's kind of just like a live game podcast, I guess. Like about yeah. really any game where numbers go up. So we yeah. talk about like uh Monster Hunter, um Warframe, a uh, little bit about Borderlands, even though I fucking despise Borderlands. <laughs> Fair. Uh so yeah, like that's I'm really excited about that. And I hope that people who maybe aren't into all of those games uh will will check it out. Um because I think there's, like, a lot of crosstalk too, of, like, okay, well, what makes, like, a good live game? And, like, how yeah. do we, like, what are games that are, like, actually doing this well? And, like, what are ones that aren't doing so well? And we've talked a lot lately about, like, how Destiny is faring compared to Warframe. Because, like, Steven got us all into Warframe in the <laughs> past saw. couple weeks. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, <laughs> talk there of, like, how, you know, Bungie is handling that versus, like, Digital Extremes. And um, yeah, it's like interesting stuff. I think even if you're not maybe deep into any of these games, but yeah. So I play those kinds of things. I play, um, I play like some puzzle games and stuff. You know, I. But I'm trying to branch out into sports stuff because I'm like, this is a huge thing, and I don't know that much about it. Sure. So I was going to play. I was going to play the baseball game called out-of-the-park baseball that's basically <laughs> just all about the numbers, because that is about numbers going up. Like it's the basically thing. The sim one, right? yeah. It's like yeah, all just yeah. like fucking graphs and stuff. <laughs> um, but I think it has that thing that a lot of those games do, which kind of owing to the live game model, it has like booster packs of like players and stuff. And I was like, I'm not interested in that. Like, I don't want to get into a whole like fucking economy.
1: Sure. Um, yeah. So...
0: I got Super Mega Baseball three, which came out pretty recently. And it's kind of like a more arcadey version of baseball. But sure. that said it also does have like simulation features. And you can sort of like set how like hardcore you want it to be. So <laughs> it can be like a pretty light experience or it can be like really like you can do a whole franchise, you can, you know, make trades and play out all that stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, I'm starting to understand baseball. Really, all I knew about baseball going in was like having played Wii baseball, <laughs> sure, <laughs> on Wii Sports, <laughs> and then also having like watched someone I used to date uh, play softball. Oh, bunch, sure, sure, um, yeah, in like a softball league. So yeah, like it, it's also hard learning a sports game because like when you don't know the sport like, how the sport works, you're essentially yeah. learning, like, two games at once, right? Like, you're learning yeah. the rules of baseball and then learning the rules of the simulation of baseball. Yeah. So, I'm still, like, getting a handle on it. But, yeah, John was, like, helping me figure out, like, okay, yeah, like, here's the strategy. Here's, like, when you'd want to do these things. Here's what all of these acronyms mean because there are so many of them in <laughs> baseball. so many. <laughs> you got yeah. RBI. You got WAR. You got uh, all these things. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I'm starting to get into it. We, um, we played a couple of exhibitions and I, I sort of started to get a handle for like how you actually do the batting and the pitching and stuff. And, um, I'm playing through a season, uh, on my own right now. Hell yeah. And, uh, it's fun. I like it. Um, the, the sensation, the, like the contact of like the hitting a ball is really satisfying Like in that game, especially, it feels like really good to just like really just hit a dinger. um, Oh, yeah. And just knock it, knock it right out of the park. Um, So I've been enjoying that a lot and I'm going to continue playing that. And who knows, maybe I'll get really into baseball.
1: That would actually be so awesome, I think. Like, I don't know, I love baseball. I, I, I don't have my head completely around it, but I grew up around it so much. Um, and like my dad is like a season ticket holder at the, uh, the Boston Red Sox like farm team, the Pawtucket Red Sox, uh-huh. which is like a stadium I worked at when I was a teenager and, and stuff like that. So like I always grew up going to games like my whole life. Uh, and it's very much just like a way of bonding with my dad. Uh, it's a very, it was like a very father-daughter activity we had since I was like four or five. Like I oh, cool. went to a lot of games with him and he played in like a, my dad's a lawyer. He <laughs> played in like a, a lawyer's league and his team uh-huh. called the frivolous motions, which is like oh a, my God. A, a good joke actually. Um, so yeah, I like always grew up around it, but I have never really, I've gotten into a couple of baseball games, uh, but super mega baseball looked very funny. Also, like I, I wanted to note, I, I enjoyed your, uh,
0: a deployment of violence uh, in oh my baseball. god i started just fucking murdering <laughs> the batters because like so you can just aim for them uh yeah. you know because like you can throw a ball right like you can try to yeah. psych them out by throwing outside the strike zone you can also just aim a fastball at their fucking brains <laughs> and uh yeah. like yeah. Ha- half the time you do that they just get a walk um And then the other half of the time, they just, like, fall over dead and have to be (laughs) substituted. I went through, like, half of their batters like that. I did give up a lot of runs. Yeah. But I killed, like, half their team. And I was like, John, is this, like, you can't do this, right? Like, that's not allowed. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, you'd be pulled out. And, like, you know, also, like, the dugouts would empty and people would just come out and, like, fight. Um, But, like, I'm wondering if, like, in the season mode where, you know, there's injuries and stuff, whether I can just fucking, like murder the other murder the team does it take out their top batters by just doing a bean ball by just like (laughs) hitting them right in the face with a 90 mile an hour fastball (laughs) also that's crazy Uh, that people can throw a ball that fast
1: yeah it's wild that's like truly wild (laughs) that's
0: wild i mean i could see kicking a ball really hard because like yeah yeah feet are strong but like (laughs) Or like hitting one because, you know, you've got the whole, you've got the bat, which is adding sort of leverage, but just throwing a ball that fast. Yeah. And how do you hit a ball when it's going that fast? That's crazy.
1: Yeah. The skills, like, involved in playing high-level baseball are truly, truly wild. Like, that level of skill is just bananas really it's really fascinating it's such a weird game it's such a really weird game of strategy but also like these distinct and tiny moments of like massive like muscles being deployed towards the tiniest action is what's Mm -hmm. fascinating to me it feels like so distinct from so many other sports that are more about like a kind of constant battle or like a constant like switching of modes but this is very much like The amount of energy being, like, put into a pitch and the amount of energy being put into, like, a good uh, contact with the bat and the amount of, like, thousands of hours of practice to get good at those those two, like, very distinct motions is... I don't know. Like, it feels almost singular in sports. Like, yeah. Like, you could throw a punch you know, with relative ease. You might not be good at it, but after a few weeks of training, you could, like, basically throw a punch. Batting is, like, no, you need, like, 10 years at, like, a very high level to get good at it. (laughs) Like, it's wild. Uh, Were there other things you worked on this week? Sorry, I guess I was all, like, wow, you did a funny thing. No, no, Uh (laughs) no. What about you?
0: What about you? What have you been doing? Yeah,
1: yeah. We started a new podcast this week. Uh you mm-hmm. it's a spin-off podcast. So you love to see it has been like uh one of my chief babies. like chief babies. Wow. Uh mm-hmm. well I guess it's it's something near and dear to my heart. I love film, I teach film, it's like just a thing I truly love. And I obviously love horror so much. And uh Colin actually came to me and was like, Can we please, please, please like do more horror? And I was like, Yeah, like in October, maybe. And then it was like no, we both just kept talking about this one movie that we watched and loved. And it was like, no, this, this has to be content. Let's make it content.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, and LB also joined us. And we kind of started You Love to Scream It, which is going to be like a, a podcast for more niche horror. Like, I don't want to like keep horror out of You Love to See It, but like for the slightly weirder things that might be a bit of a harder sell, like Shudder exclusives or, mm-hmm. you know, like slightly weird maybe uh, horror movies. And we watched... Uh, for the first episode, a movie called Beelzebuth, which is like a really both, I think, outstanding and really committed <laughs> demonic possession movie set on the Mexican-American border. It mm-hmm. goes really hard uh, content warning for like child death because there's a lot of it actually in this movie. It's like a hard movie to watch on some level, but it it goes All the way. And it's really commendable, I think, in the effort it puts towards being fresh. Like, possession movies are usually god-awful. Like, just not very good, not very interesting. It's just sort of, like, playing with Catholic imagery, usually, but not in any kind of, like, very intentional way. And this goes all the way towards, like, it's a very Catholic kind of uh, set of imagery they do something with a crucifix that like, I don't want to spoil for anybody, but it's maybe the most inventive and disturbing uh, thing I've ever seen done with like a statue in any movie ever. (laughs) Wow. Really, really wild stuff uh, visually. And like, I think it holds together. I think, you know, kind of the first half is a lot stronger than the second half, but not in a way that makes you like sad. You kept watching it. Like, I think it does end on a, on a fucking wild note, but a strong note. So, Mm -hmm. Really cool movie. Uh, yeah, folks, if, if folks are interested in the podcast, that's right up there in the Fanbyte FM feed, the same one you're listening to uh, this podcast on. But yeah, good shit. Really good shit. I'm also just excited to watch Slightly Weirder stuff as well uh, for that one. So, yeah, I'm going to try to make both every week. And I don't think that Scream It is going to be every week because it's just not going to be possible to to kind of um, keep a, a cadence with that that we do on other shows. But when we do it, I'm I'm very excited to do it. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, super fun. And if you ever want to come on it, you are free to cuz I know you Hell watch yeah. a lot of weird horror sometimes. So. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I mean, we watch a lot of weird horror together.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh so it's like, yeah, anytime. Please please come be on the Weird Horror podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah.
1: I kind of I have to, I actually, a thing I need to do today is like add to the, the document more things to watch and I'm excited to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, is there anything else we should discuss before we think about wrapping up? I guess it's fine to do a short one. This is our our short one sometimes.
0: Yeah, we can do a short
1: one. All right. Okay, well, let's see. Uh, do you want me to wrap it up for us?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think right. that's, that's
1: about it. All right. All right. I think uh, we're getting ready to close office hours for business. So uh, please do be sure to rate and review our podcast because it really does help us. And I know it's annoying to hear it, but if you do that, we really appreciate it. Uh, you can listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at fanbyte media, Instagram at fanbyte, TikTok on fanbyte, excuse me. Just fanbite on that one, not media as well. And, of course, <laughs> on uh, fanbite.com. But yeah, we got that one. The TikTok was easy. We're, we're working on Twitter. <laughs> and, of course, you can watch all our streams. We've been streaming a lot lately on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. And do remember, we have podcast feeds for your enjoyment, all three of them. You can be right here on Fanbyte FM for, like, shorter shows, office hours, all the news. Fanwith is where we have the fanbite, podcast. Uh, the sort of like traditional fanbite podcast the flagship podcast and you love to see it and reviews and interviews and of course fanfight F-A-N-F-Y-T-E is where we can find pro wrestling MMA and sports stuff uh Merit, where can we find you online?
0: uh I'm at Merritt K on Twitter awesome
1: I am at Danielle R.I and thank you again for listening with that office hours are closed for business